Story Weaver Studying, a podcast to slowly study the craft of writing, starting with Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. I am Island Wee Sedai, an autistic Renaissance soul rediscovering my love for writing fantasy. During this podcast, I will be typing every word of The Wheel of Time, or at least the eye of the world, on my vintage Underwood typewriter. After doing this, I will record voiceovers digging deep into Robert Jordan's writing process and musing on how we can apply these lessons to our own writing. I will also be creating visual artworks, weaving every two pages into a paper weaving. If you want to peek, I am recording the whole process on video. You can access video recordings and transcripts for free over on Substack. This is a passion project, but if you'd like to help cover the costs of transcription services, you can pledge to Storyweaver Studying on Substack. All of the links are in the show notes. Hello, thank you for joining me at this studying. Please make yourself comfortable, pour yourself a cup of tea. I have titled this episode The Prologue because I haven't properly started this project in earnest, but I thought before I did, I would give a little introduction to myself and my connection to the Wheel of Time, my background as a writer, and what has inspired me to undertake this project. So this past week on Twitter, I described it this way that the wheel of time is etched into my bones. And I feel that that particular phrasing just really encapsulates how important and long-standing my connection to this book series is and how it transcends other books that I might read and enjoy. I read it at a really important time in my life. I was a teenager, it was the late 90s. I remember I was recommended the book at camp. There was a camp counselor who worked at the camp with me and she worked in the pottery barn. Her name was Casey. Casey, if anyone knows a Casey in the Wheel of Time community, I would love to reconnect and thank her for recommending this book to me um, or this series rather. I'm not sure what I said that made her think you should read this. Um, I want to say I might have been reading Anne McCaffrey at the time. I remember being really frustrated when the Anne McCaffrey books switched from fantasy to sci-fi. There was like a book where it just they found a spaceship. Spoilers. Um, By the way, spoilers for this and the whole Wheel of Time. Um, I don't think I have the capacity to be a spoiler-free podcast. Um, So if you're a new reader, shoo-shoo, go away, (laughs) and you can come back back to this after you finish this series, Uh, which is what this counselor told me. She was like, you will enjoy this book. Read these books. They're amazing, but do not go on the internet until you have read everything that has been published. The series wasn't finished, but there are these really strong fan communities. And she was like, you will be spoiled. Read all the books. So I think I had mentioned I enjoyed reading fantasy. And she was like, if you like fantasy, you will love these books. You've got to read them. And so I dove right in and I didn't come up for air until I had finished the whole series. I think there were like nine books out at that point. Winter's Heart hadn't been published yet. And so I like pushed through. I wanted so badly to like look on the internet for certain things, but I didn't let myself do that. 
And when I finally came up for air and had caught up with everyone, I made an account on Wapmania after the name, Island We Sedai, and I logged in every day. Um, I would dip in and out of other Wheel of Time communities. There were so many back then. There were vibrant and growing. Dragon Mount, I was a lurker a bit on theory land, reading the theories there. I even did a little bit of fan fiction on a site called Silk Lantern. Um, and it was a really big part of my identity. It was probably my strongest social outlet at the time. I am autistic, but I had no idea that I was then. I thought I was just weird and shy and introverted. And I don't think we even had the term socially awkward or anxious. Like I just shy. I was constantly told I was shy. Um, And so I didn't have any friends in my real life that were reading books like this that I could talk to. My family did read it, and so I talked with them. But as far as peers my own age, I didn't really have that at all. Um, They were, like, wanting to go off to football games, and I wanted to sit at home and read my books and think about my books and write my books. Um, So Wheel of Time inspired me very early on. Uh, to write, to write fantasy. I had been writing from, I guess, six years old when I wrote my first book. I remember I still have it in a binder. I wrote a nonfiction book called Outer Space and Other Things Out There. And it was fully illustrated. It had citations, which seems very precocious for a six-year-old. And I wrote many other stories through elementary school. In high school, I got involved in NaNoWriMo. I would write 50,000 words every November, no problem. I would just pull myself up in my room and write. And uh, NaNoWriMo is not for everyone, but for my particular perfectionist self, I find it very helpful to just get the words on the page, let them be messy, let them be imperfect, just get them out. Um, Then I went to university, and instead of studying writing, I decided I would study things that would expose me more to the world and having life experiences. So I studied art, and I studied theater, and I kind of, uh, those are both very intensive degrees with a lot of time in the art studio, a lot of time in theater rehearsals. And so basically, when I switched from community college to university, I wasn't able to do NaNoWriMo anymore. I think I tried it a couple years, but I couldn't. I couldn't keep up with that in my schoolwork. So basically, from the time I was in high school or the first couple years of college up until... Mm, Well, okay, here's the other thing. I have dyscalculia as part of my neurodivergent swirl. Um, So let me just not get stuck on actual dates. But at any point, I put down writing fantasy, not really on purpose. um, But these other things that I had committed to kind of steamrolled over that. I always had this thought that I would come back to it. And then I worked for a few years in professional theater, which again, it takes a lot of your time. You only have one day off a week, and that's the week you've got to do all your laundry and grocery shopping and all of these things. Um, so I didn't do any writing at all. And during that year working in theater, which I loved, um, I did feel that I was really missing my creative outlet because in school, 
I had all these different kinds of creative classes. But working as a stage manager, it was all just about organization and there wasn't really that creative outlet. So I went back to grad school. I actually studied in London for my master's. And that year I did NaNoWriMo for the first time since high school. And I really enjoyed like meeting up with the London Nano group. And I can't remember, I can't actually remember what my story idea was or what genre it was even. Um, But I did make it to 50,000. I wrote some of them on my phone, on the tube. There are so many long commutes that year. Um, And I really thought that when I graduated, I was going to pursue writing seriously. But the other thing that happens when you graduate is you're looking for a job that will pay you to live. Um, So I got kind of sidetracked doing that for several years and I would try to write and I would get really blocked and really frustrated that if I felt what I was writing wasn't already good enough to be published, that it was a waste of time because I was looking for like trying to find a job and like start a career and all of those grown up things. So fiction writing kind of got put to the side again. Skip ahead to 2020. I'm married. I have a newborn. I'm very burned out at the complete end of my rope. And I've gone back to the wheel of time as my comfort read during the year of 2020. So reading those books, first of all, just re-evoked all of these memories that are so such a deep part of me. And it reminded me of how inspiring I found this world. And I found it really remarkable how much of it I have retained compared to books that I've read since then, that I've forgotten a lot of the details. I remember a lot of the details about the Wheel of Time because it was really important to me. And somewhere along the way during that Wheel of Time reread, I became inspired to write fantasy again, which I haven't attempted in a really long time. And so I completed two NaNoWriMo's since then. Both of them were fantasy. Um, And I just... I'm, I'm a discovery writer. So I discovery writered my way with like a seed of an idea through the 50,000 words. I've reached 50,000 words uh, in two years. Now, I know NaNoWriMo isn't for everyone, but it is for me. And I love it so much. Um, so coming back to that as an adult, as a parent, making time for my writing, um, it also showed me that I don't want to rush it. So while it was nice to kind of like get a draft out, I feel like it's almost like what I've created is a 50,000 word brainstorming document for the novel that I want to write. And I'd really like to kind of slow down, sink in, like, that's kind of where some of the inspiration for the title of this podcast, like taken OGRs, Um, I don't know how we're going to pronounce that word in the TV show, but that's how I always said it. I know in this community, we all say things different ways. Um, But take a slow, studying approach to writing. Thinking about my favorite writers, you know, Tolkien and Robert Jordan, they were both like really 
more of a slow, build the world, build the lore type of approach. Whereas now we look at Brandon Sanderson, who is amazing, but his pace is a little bit intimidating, I would say, for most of us. And even the way he sometimes describes writers as having world building disease. If you look at Tolkien, he would qualify as what Brandon describes as world building disease. And I don't think any of us would dare to call him that, Grandpapa Tolkien. Um, So not saying anything about quality, just talking purely about pace, that I would like to slow down and take my time on this one important story. I don't want to like burn through push, 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 race, race, race. I want to slow down and take my time, go deep into my research mode, explore this discovery writing, and really look at the craft of some writers that I admire and that I find greatly inspiring. And that's where this project comes into play. So by typing the Wheel of Time word by word into my manual typewriter. And let's be honest, I probably won't type the whole wheel of time. Let's start with just the eye of the world. Um, I can look at what Robert Jordan is doing. Also, I will be reading, I haven't started yet, I've kind of like dipped into it. um, But the origins of the wheel of time. So that may come into the discussion as well. I love hearing more about Robert Jordan's writing process. I've listened to several live streams over at the Dusty Wheel, and it sounds like his his process feels very natural to me, like the way he just writes and rewrites and twists and tweaks and doesn't make outlines, but just like organically shapes this story together. Um, I think I was starting to get this idea that I should write an outline and like have a very structured plan if I wanted to be serious about being a novelist. And um, yeah, kind of coming back into the Wheel of Time community and learning more about Robert Jordan's writing process that I certainly didn't know back in the 90s. I wasn't, I was a kid, I wasn't able to go to Jordan Con or, or any of these things. Um, I don't know how much of his process he shared back then, but certainly hearing about it now and the early drafts and how he would change things and shape things, I'm very interested in approaching my own writing in a slower way and also digging back into this story and who knows maybe I'll finish the eye of the world and go on to the great hunt or maybe I'll finish the eye of the world and skip ahead to the shadow rising um but I want to really slow down and look at the words and look at the sentences and think about the story and consider how why how he did what he did and why it's so important to me and what the magic is there and how I can explore that in my own writing. So this is a passion project for me. If you are a writer or a reader and this sounds like something you might be interested in, you just love to talk about the Wheel of Time, I'm just putting this out there for the other hardcore fan freaks. I would love to hear from you. So I have this tendency to start really big projects. And sometimes I push all the way through to the end. And sometimes my focus shifts to other things because neurodivergent. So I'm much more likely to finish 
if there's someone on the other side. So if you're listening, please just say hi or, you know, hit some kind of notifier, uh, a like or a heart or a retweet or something um, so that I know you're there and that you're listening. It would really mean a lot. I'm going to be posting the videos so you can actually see me typing on the typewriter over on Substack. And if you want to support transcription to make the podcast accessible, I'm going to be paying for that out of my own pocket. So if you want to help me cover the cost of that and also the cost of producing the podcast, you can pledge to support over on Substack, but you do not have to pledge to access the videos and the transcripts. Those are up for free. I will have a couple extra behind the scenes. I think I'll probably upload the video with the typewriter sounds as like an extra bonus for paying subscribers and see what else you guys are interested in. Um, If you want to connect on Twitter, I am at Sadai. Island Wee is spelled like the character in the Black Cauldron. Um, if you don't know how to spell that, everything is in the show notes, which you should be able to find wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I hope to record an episode every week-ish. I have a three-year-old. We are a neurodivergent family. So if I have to stop, if we're sick or something, I'm going to do that. Um, But that's my intention is to take some time for myself for this project every weekend and to put it out into the world. So I'd love to know your thoughts. I'd love to kind of have some back and forth as we look at a specific passage in the Wheel of Time and look at what Robert Jordan's doing and see what we can pull in from Origins or some of these other resources. Um, I love connecting with you guys in the Wheel of Time community. So if you've listened this far, thank you so much and I will see you next week.